0: The text that calls for our attention this Lord's Day is our Gospel reading for today from John chapter 20, and especially these words. As the Father has sent me, even so am I sending you. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. If we were to be completely honest we would have to admit that the distance between us and Easter can seem pretty large at times. After all, the original event of Easter happened over 2,000 years ago. And we certainly do not have the chance to do as we heard about the disciples doing when Jesus came to them in that room. We do not have the chance to stretch out our hands and place them into Jesus' pierced side. And the truth that we do not have that kind of opportunity to do what the apostles did and what Thomas did, indeed at times can make it a little harder for us to embrace all that the resurrection truly should mean. It's harder for us to recognize the reality of and the power of the resurrection. Oh yes, it would have been nice to be able to be there in that room and to take our hands and place it into Jesus' side. Just so that way we would know for sure that it was him and that he was alive. But you and I were not given that gift by the Father, and so we are called to live out our lives in faith rather than by sight or touch. Jesus himself seems to admit that living in that reality places us at a little bit of a disadvantage when it comes to believing. After all, it was not only Thomas who we often think about, but it was all of the apostles who came to faith in the resurrection by actually getting to have Jesus, the risen one, in front of them. Yes, they saw and they touched. But you and I have not seen, we have not touched, we have not had the risen Jesus stand in front of us in order that we might examine that it is truly him and that he is truly alive. You know, those in our world who despise Christ would tell us that that lack of ability to have decisive first-hand proof of the resurrection means that we really shouldn't believe it at all. They would tell us that we should not get all caught up in everything that goes along with this Easter story. They would probably laud Thomas in our story, who at least had the reasonable nature to demand that he see and touch before he would believe in the resurrection. Yes, they would laud him as a reasonable person for at least demanding proof. He made sure that he had proof before he confessed that Jesus was alive. Those same skeptics, I suppose, would tell us who cannot see and cannot touch that we would do well to doubt the resurrection. They would say that we shouldn't get all caught up in the festive songs and the lilies and everything else that goes along with Easter. They would tell us that we must remain reasonable. But Jesus, on the other hand, tells us that we are blessed if we believe even though we have not seen or touched. Jesus says that we don't need to see or touch him in the resurrection body in order to believe in his resurrection. Yes, true faith in Jesus are possible without such direct proof. But if our faith is not based on things like touch, well then how is it that the resurrection makes its way to us? Actually, the answer to that question is sort of all over our various texts. And today we will go from one to another to get that answer in full. But this we know for certain, the resurrection made its way to the disciples in that room where they were hiding for fear of the Jews. But it did not end its travels there. Listen to what Jesus said to the disciples in the upper room. He said, first, peace be with you. And then he said, even as the Father sent me, so I am sending you. Receive the Holy Spirit as Easter brings peace, Jesus says. It is, after all, the proof that God has accepted the sacrifice of the cross for our sins. It is the assurance that all is well between us and God. It is the assurance that we have new life now and that we will have it eternally in the new heaven and new earth. But that peace of Easter has to be delivered. It has to be brought from that open tomb and into the lives of every man woman and child. It was delivered to the disciples in that room on that day. But, you know, that was not only for them. Not only did Jesus raise from the dead for those 12 or maybe a few more that were in the room that day, but he wanted everyone to know of this resurrection. And so he not only brought the piece of Easter to them, But then he sent the piece of Easter out with them. And if we have any doubt that the power of Easter went along with these men who were sent out, we just need to think again of what we heard in our first reading from Acts. For we were told there that as Peter would walk along, if his shadow even fell on someone who was sick, they would immediately be healed. It wasn't that Peter's shadow had some sort of magic property in itself always. But instead, he had been sent by Jesus with the power of the resurrection. And it brought forth such healing. Yes, Jesus wants that Easter to come to everyone. And so he sent out the apostles into the streets. And thankfully, he continues in our day as well to send men out to deliver the peace of Easter to all, even to us. For he wants us to have healing of our body and of our soul. For Easter is not just about making bodies new. It's not just about sickness being healed. It's also about people being raised up to new and spiritual life. And that is why Jesus told his disciples, after telling them to receive the Holy Spirit, if you forgive anyone their sins, they are forgiven. Yes, see, he sent them out with that power to forgive sins, because in that proclamation was the power and peace of Easter. Those sent by God have continued to do that work ever since. To proclaim to the people of God that their sins are forgiven in Christ's name. And each time that happens, Easter comes close to their hearers. The peace of Easter is there which reminds them that all is well. Yes, it comes through those words of absolution that Christ gave to the apostles to speak. But it really also comes each and every time the Word of God is spoken in any context. John, in fact, says at the end of his Gospel, as we heard, that he wrote down his words of the Gospel in order that people might believe that Jesus was the Christ and in him have life. That's Easter talk. The apostles who were placed into prison, as soon as they got out of prison, We're told that they were to go into the temple and proclaim the word of life. That is Easter talk. Yes, Easter comes through the preaching of the word. And even though our texts for the day don't specifically mention it, we must also remember that Easter comes close to us each time we receive the Lord's Supper. Today again we have a visual reminder that Easter is all around the Lord's Supper. We remember our Lord's words that whoever eats his body and whoever drinks his blood has eternal life in them. That is Easter talk. Yes, indeed. We did not have the chance to be in that room, to touch the very body of Jesus that day. But that does not mean we were without Easter For Easter draws near to us time and time again. Yes, Easter comes close in Jesus' church. Time and time again. And that matters because we know that death is always right around the corner. I don't only mean physical death could be the death of a relationship, it could be the death of some hope you have, or it could be the death of someone you love. But regardless, you and I need Easter close, because death is always so close as well. And yet so many times the devil is good at tricking people into believing that being in church where the peace peace and power of Easter are delivered is just not all that important. Any empty pew each week shows a little bit that the devil is having some success. But it's not only those who aren't here this morning that are buying, at least in part, into the lies of Satan in this regard. For all of us have Sunday mornings where we think, perhaps, that we could do something more important or exciting that day. We have mornings where we come here and then are completely distracted, And the word seems to fly right over the top of our heads. And yes, we too must admit that sometimes everything here seems so routine that it's hard to believe that it carries with it the full power of the resurrection. And if we believe that way, all we are doing is keeping Easter at arm's reach we are keeping the power of Jesus' Christ and or Jesus' cross and his resurrection away from ourselves. We are holding off the forgiveness, the life and salvation God wants us to have. And so today we confess our sins and we rejoice at what God does for us in this place. We rejoice that here Easter is brought close to us. Then here, Jesus speaks to us the words he spoke in that book of Revelation. He says to us, fear not, for I am the first and the last, the living one. I died, but now I live forevermore. Yes, he says those things to you in the forgiveness of sins offered to you in absolution. He says them to you in the words that are preached into your ears. He says them to you in the body and blood delivered into your mouth. Yes, Easter today comes close. Blessed are you who have not seen or touched and yet you believe. Blessed are you who live by faith. Blessed are you to whom Easter has come close. Amen.